0: headliner radio the creative voice hello and welcome to headliner radio where we are delighted to be joined by cooper Kennedy, founder and owner of north carolina's rmb audio uh cooper thank you so much for joining us today how are you and uh, whereabouts are you joining us from
1: very nice very nice good to talk with you daniel i'm in raleigh north carolina i'm on the east coast of the u.s so uh, um, very happy to have this conversation. I've looked forward to it. Excellent. You're going to ask me some interesting things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope so. Um, and we've been lo- looking forward to having you on on as well. Um, so, I mean, first of all, how has is, how is, you know 2022 started for you guys? What's uh, wh- what's the beginning of this year been looking like for you?
1: 2022 has been uh, uh, um, a very interesting. I, I've told everybody on my team in 2020 when I said when we start returning, this will be the you know. Q4 of 2020. I said, when we start to return to production, I said, forget everything you've known for 40 years. Just totally push that out of the way. And I was very pretty accurate about that because we have uh, coming back. Many people were either uh, moved to a furlough to another position, right? Either furloughed to stay, em- you know, stay employed, or they were actually released. And um, with that, um. Some people were invited back to their positions, uh, and in the recovery of 2021, in, in spots, and uh, others were never returned. They went on to new occupations. I was amazed that in 2020, how many people in our industry of production um, started producing uh, food trucks? Yeah, <laughs> and they—they, they, uh, I found it very interesting. They said that uh, they had eight better hours. <laughs> they had better income. And I think one of the comments I heard twice was, I never want to do another 16-hour call. So, wow. <laughs> you know, I thought that was brilliant. So coming back, it's been, uh, we're, we're meeting new people. We're meeting new people. I, I think I would like to have a dollar for every time in a Zoom call or a meeting that someone said, my dream is, and we go from there. You know, yeah. um, So we have very, very new people in positions. Uh, that are in management slots uh, that may have two and three years of experience where you would like to have in a management slot you'd like to have someone who's uh, 10 15 mm. something of that nature but it actually shuffled the deck um, so I think you and I both know a career ladder is not vertical mm. it is actually horizontal and you yeah. take your talents and move it to people who lack you know those support roles and um, I saw quite a few people. Now, we're in a situation in 2022 coming back where uh, having uh, labor is, is a difficulty. Uh, the people who remained, you know, who would be production. I had talked with one theater uh, during 2021. And when they had released uh, their Broadway personnel, I asked them, I said, you know, where are you going to find another person who can do wardrobe? Where do, you, where do you find this person? You know, if, they, if those people have moved on, they've had to have another job, they've been in employment for over a year, um, their likelihood of them coming back is very minimal. So where do you find someone to do wardrobe? So um, that seems that trite, but try to do Broadway without one, right? So anyway, it's, it's the intangible pieces that uh, uh, fit together to make shows work. Mm. Uh, that you kind of forget about and so uh, 2022 has been much better Uh, very happy to see things open up we you know we're always at a risk of uh, in 2021 what acts would tour and would be willing to be at risk right Mm. Um, and we found um, that some of them you know I think I think it killed me because uh, um, parliament funk retired in 2019 but during 2020 they said that they would tour anywhere <laughs> they were the only act that i heard of and i thought it was fabulous i was like okay you know we've yeah. retired but we'll come back anyway i mean you, you
0: mentioned a moment ago about how you know there's been a little bit of a shuffling of the decks with return to uh, with uh, regards sorry to staff and whether it be uh you know managers or people coming into the company and perhaps a lack of experience where you maybe would have ideally liked to have seen a little bit more experience does that bring with it some some opportunities as well to bring maybe some whether it's some different ideas or maybe a a younger or newer approach to certain things that you maybe wouldn't have in someone that's been around the block a few more times are there you know are there benefits as well as drawbacks in that scenario
1: so that's a very good question from the standpoint that uh, witnessed a lot of uh, new people moving into those positions um, that had, uh, I, how do I want to say this? Because they had not had the repetition of an older experienced individual, right? Because they didn't have the repetition of what worked. They they basically were a bit broader in, in how things would play out. So uh, they would uh, they had some ideas to, you know, move, move away from necessarily direct music and go into ballet mm. for an amphitheater. You, you never see that. Right. Yeah. So um, one time this the past year, we, we had ballet in an amphitheater. And I must tell you, it was really exciting. Right. So um, we had a little we had a little opera as well. Right. And uh, things that you would not do. Opera is always within an opera house. Ballet is always within a per- performance space. Mm. So we were seeing some different things because the managers were either pursuing these things or were approached and very open to it. So yes, very a very diverse outcome. Okay. The new application.
0: That's interesting. I mean, what have been, you know, particularly, I know it's only early in the year, but, but what kind of shows are showing the most... Um, are, are kind of showing the the most robustness, if that's the right word, shows that that they seem to be the most reliable, the ones that you can kind of look at and start plotting throughout the year with a degree of certainty around them. If if that's such a thing, maybe okay. you can't. But yeah, what we, are we, the kind of yeah. the, the bankers, if you like, for you? Yeah.
1: So the ones that are most reliable are any acts that are actually resident within the U.S., right? Um Acts coming in due to all the disturbance with uh, airlines, flights between flights, disruptions, all of that, and then also um, right now, I do I do not know. You know, since we have so many different countries, we, because we do some we do some Pakistani uh, music, uh, Afghan, that kind of stuff. So working with those individuals there is a real concern about if the, if their visa will clear for them to fly mm. and enter right enter the country. So those were the ones that got to be a bit risky. Uh, we did we were able to you know support one of those very nice but I would say within the. US any music uh, goes really well. Right now we have uh, Motown with the symphony yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> um, that's going on um, today through the weekend. So, uh, very excited about that. And, and any way that we can work, you know, uh, between symphony, ballet, any of this stuff, uh, uh, red hat. I think we have a date for nine inch nails coming up, that kind of stuff. But, uh, the variety has gotten pretty wide. Mm-hmm. I would say very wide, but we have new, in, we have new individuals in these management slots. And I think they have a different perspective and their perspective is based on, um, uh, Limited bandwidth, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say limited bandwidth on experience. So they, they you know, they have not seen something before and they're willing to try it. Where an older manager of 10 to 15 years would go, We did that once in 2008, and nobody showed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a very different, and the audiences are very different. The audiences are tremendously different. But there, you know, what's really interesting, I must admit that. I think the audiences are more enthusiastic um, in this return. They are not lackadaisical. They're not in a, in a compliant or just settled. They seem more animated. So last week was Alan Parson. That was a great show. That was a lot of fun, I must admit. But anyway, with, um, the audience had three generations in it, right? Three generations. And uh, they were a very excited group. Uh, i I was very pleased to see that so let 's put it this way if i'm a purchaser and I have a ticket i I think I got my money's worth <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: that's great to hear and i mean that's that's i guess what the whole industry was hoping for you know when when things did start to open up a little bit more that the appetite for going out to shows, whether it be live music ballet theater drama whatever it may be that there would that there would be a real determination from people to get back out there and start attending live events and being around other people and consuming performances again. It's, it's good to hear that that's, that's actually becoming a reality and people are trying to get out as much as they possibly can.
1: Um, and I think, and, and you might agree, but I, I find that the audience is, is uh, m- more respective of other individuals in the audience than yeah. you, you may have seen 2019, you know, that kind of stuff. I find them to be uh, m- much more respective. Um, not that it was rude before, but, you know, out of spacing and some other concerns that we've learned over the last two and a half years, right, about our impact on another individual, physically and health-wise. So I see that, uh, what do I say? I see a very positive outcome with the audiences that attend. I really do.
0: You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to hear. And, and you're right. I mean, and it makes sense even if you take you know the health implications and and put them to one side people maybe being respectful not wanting to get too close to people for passing on you know the 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 virus or anything like that there's also that kind of period of getting used to being around people in such close proximity again do you know do you know what i mean it's a little bit like before at a concert it was kind of taken for granted you're going to be brushing shoulders with people. You're going to be squashed up potentially against people. If you're standing at a show or a festival, whereas now there's almost that sense of getting used to, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of in a crowded space again with other people. I should be respectful of their, their, their personal
1: space. I'm finding that the venues are, are, say, are selling at say an 80% capacity. Mm-hmm. So that there is a, a much, a, there is an additional space in there, spacing between individuals. It's, I don't see it as mandated because I'm not talking with the ticket box, right? Yeah. So I don't know what seats are sold, not sold, but I see spacing that is given within it. And um, I think, uh, I think that's a kindness from them and uh, basically to offer a, a bit more comfort for their audience. So the spacing is a little bit larger, but you know, um I think it's I think it has gone really really well uh, you know I think back on uh, Easter uh, Easter 2020 we had done an outdoor event for one church so for the Easter service it was near uh, a large cathedral anyway it was a large grass area a large field we brought a stage out they actually had what I called help uh, health uh, managers okay, who were positioned just to keep everybody spacing, but everyone behaved properly, right? Uh, Well-spaced and all of that, no close proximity, Uh, even uh, my team, production team, and the performers and everything else went really, really well. And what we we followed up was, out of everyone who was there, two weeks later, we checked back through the roster, right? And to make sure, uh, did we have any incident or anything like that? There was zero incident, but... um, that there was, you know, there was a lot of desire to go back to have a collective, and mm. I understand, all of us understand the collective, you know, I think yeah. Simon Honeywell described it as best as possible, I think, had want comment, and it was not in, in your interview with Simon, mm. but it was a conversation he and I had, and uh, he talked about so long, he had spent time at um, Glastonbury at Front of House, right, and his, there was a I believe his wife had asked him, Lionel Richie was performing. She wanted to go into the pit. He had never been there. And he was talking about the energy that was there was so exciting to him that uh, he he was kind of saddened that he had not considered going <laughs> here to participate at that level <laughs> yeah. to see what it's like to have the music with other humans around. So, um, yeah. So everyone was looking forward to coming back. Mm. And um, in a the tour managers we've worked with and all of that it through, um, you know, the end of 21, Q3, Q4, and then now into Q1, 2022, um, uh, much more patient, uh, better plans. They are also younger. Mm. Okay. Uh, they are uh, uh, younger with l- less experience than a lot of tour managers, but, um, but that's good because, yeah. you know, they have just, you know, in a short period of time, they have just come from either playing an instrument, p- patching a stage, running lighting, something of that nature, right? So uh, they're they're not far from their own production yeah. education. Well, I mean, it's great to hear that there's, you know, there's
0: so much positivity around the place at the moment. Um, I, I was curious, I, I was wanting to ask you a little bit about you know, we've spoken about where the company is at the moment and where it's headed. I was I was hoping you could give us, uh, you know, for those who may not be aware, a, a little bit of background on kind of you and the, and the formation of the company and, and how it how it's kind of grown into the business that it is today.
1: Well, it's very funny. So R&B Audio stands, uh, stands for uh, Raleigh Music Brokers. So this this all started as a small outreach to uh, what is uh, uh, gear source, something like that. So basically, uh, it started out working with individuals to acquire, part with, because there was no networking <laughs> on gear you know, on how to get things done. And through that process, I had um, started building an audio rig to service just certain customers, right? So um, I had, much like you, uh, very interested in music early on, and I started piano at 10, was in choir at 10 that kind of stuff, and, and went a number of years, and um, until I think I was 13, I thought I'd, I'd like to play, I'd like to play bass, I had no idea what that was, right, so at the age of 13, I I have a bass, I'm playing, and within six months, we have an agent, <laughs> you know, and we're doing all the high school things, and all the Catholic schools, and whatever, it doesn't matter, right, mm-hmm. so that that's kind of like the uh, part of that and I I paid my way through college playing I played um uh, with different bands and then at as I got to grad school um uh, I decided you know I've had enough of this I don't have enough time anymore and um you know went into grad school and then on into professional work so my um uh, moving into um getting the company started started in 82 and then with like i said it was basically something that we're advertising people who need gear people who had gear how that all worked out and it was a it was a very small flyer you know that was routed out mailed out that kind of thing and um my wife and i managed that and um then i moved into putting together as i said a pa and um through the process ran into dave martin Um, I had become a big fan of his designs and stuff. And as history went on, I I had conversations with him. Um, I found him to be um, a great gentleman to talk with. And sometimes when I say a gentleman, people uh, have a response to that. (laughs) So You know what I mean? But um, there was one side of Dave Martin he showed me that was very, very consistent that was not uh, uh, divergent or anything. I always found that. So, uh, uh, in, in, in conversations with him, I learned quite a bit. And one of the things that I, I took away, it was one of the things I did not have to write down. And we were talking about human articulation, okay? Mm-hmm. Human hearing acuity, our listening, our ability to listen. That uh, our most critical part is human speech, right? And I, that's the whole reason I, I, I really fell in love with Martin Splitbins and Phil Shaves and everything, right? And it had to do with that. And one of the things he had said was, if you take a child and you put it in a room with 20 women, that child can easily identify the mother's voice out of 20 people. That is our acuity. That is articulation. So we always played with that. And it was the one thing I always loved about the system was that. Because you and I, right, we know what a cello is. Do you know what a really good sounding cello sounds like? Mm. I doubt. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but do I know if your if your speech is intelligible to me? Can I understand it clearly? You know, what I, so it's basically working on that basis. Uh, uh, or working on the basis of acuity. So it's something I've always loved with Martin Designs, right? So I've stayed with that because of the consistency. It um, many many years ago, David Bissett Powell, who was the CEO, right? So that have been the eighties, nineties, somewhere through there. Um, he was in the U.S. We were we were helping them with a large demo. We had multiple boxes, you know, for customers to come and listen to. And what we had done was we, we had taken split bins and fill shaves and parked them behind some, you know, pipe and drape. And as the crowd diminished, and it was just basically, you know, my staff, some of the guys from UK, and and David Bissett was there, and we unveiled, you know, the original Martin stuff and played it. And it was just as exciting as the other, you know, mm. uh, you know, new new equipment on. And it all it all sounded the same, which was great. So uh, I think David very much appreciated that effort. So my interest has been in intelligibility, mm. always intelligibility, and that's why I've stayed with this company because I'm uh, I find the small devices up to the large devices, the voicing is the same you know i don't have to go and do something silly you know to make them balance and work together yeah
0: so that so that and so, no, sorry. no no sorry you, you go ahead please
1: i was saying so that's that's how this company started that's how it's, it's run um and i find uh, i find people become very very passionate about it because it sounds human you know mm. and the reason i say human it it comes to the acuity you know how well I hear something, right? Hmm. So that's, you know, I've had a great opportunity over time to work, to work with many different people. Um, uh, my, it's sort of like our, my production life goes back to, uh, um, I was in Miami with uh, Robert Klein <laughs> and Lou Steele Ball. And I was like, that was one day, that was one day I can never, I can never forget because yes. everyone had told me Lucille Ball was, a, was just maniacal. And the person who came into the room was not that at all. So it was a, a wonderful experience. It was some crazy things that happened. But anyway, you know, so I, I, I look back and I go, we were able to get this kind of work because uh, people accepted Martin rigs and that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of good rigs that are out there right now. You know, yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, for, for my money, this is my investment. And this is how I think all the Martin family looks at it. How is my investment working for me, right? Yeah. And now um, I think uh, Phil Dudridge, you know, with focus right to own Martin Audio, is such a, it, it's, how would I say, it, it, it is, uh, you couldn't have written a better script for this. I think he's the proper gentleman. And the interesting part to me is I look back at High Watts. And uh, I don't know if you remember High Watt. Yeah. Right? Yes, no, I do. Yeah. High Watt, Sound City, and all that. Hi Watt became very interesting to me because the one of the people I saw on the list, of besides the developer and Martin Clinch, who was one of the engineers, and Martin Clinch is now in Slovenia. He has uh, Shevin Research. But Phil Dudridge was the High Watt PA guy, right? This is before SoundCraft. So I look back at, all the things that Phil's done in his life and all the, you know, things moving forward. And I don't think you could have it in a, in better hands of, of, you know, of a lineage of someone who has great oversight and a great history of, you know, we, you know, it may go back further than high, but I can, I can tell you that much. And yeah. that was always an amazing thing to me. No, I mean, I mean, that's,
0: you know, really interesting. And it, it certainly seems that, that's been a fairly seamless integration there with, you know, uh, Martin audio and focus, right. And that, that whole acquisition, which came oh, about, at, you know, an incredible time as well, you know, just before the, the pandemic struck, it was, a yeah. uh, you know, it, it could potentially, you know, it, it, in a, with different parties involved, <laughs> it could have been a really different scenario, but it seems like it's, it's kind of yeah. worked as well as, as anyone, uh, could, could possibly have hoped, which is a yeah. great
1: story. And it's, it's been great to see that, I mean, well, from... Dom Dom Harder being in place right ahead of that, mm. you know, uh, very open to a lot of ideas and stuff. Um, James King, who you know, right, uh, of marketing with Martin Audio, he and I have had long discussions on branding for the company, mm. and and the branding is uh, what I I always thought to, to push forward. Um, they were kind enough in 2015. I asked which uh, Luke Ireland was the predecessor of dom harder right as the uh managing director and i had asked for, you know if i could have 15 minutes with uh r&d 15 minutes which would be you know james uh jason baird 15 minutes with uh, r&d 15 minutes with marketing 15 minutes with hr what uh, i'll explain that and then a uh, uh, 15 minutes with um, um, luke ireland at the time just 15 minutes so my wife and i flew over uh, they gave us fifteen minutes a piece for each department in a uh, in a conference room. They answered a lot of questions that I had for each grouping and stuff. and at the end of it, I had a, they gave me a tour of the facility. and at the end of the tour, I told James King. I said, you know what's fascinating is you have all the people here with all of these skill sets that uh, nobody knows them. Nobody knows these people that, that, that are you know uh, subsets that actually make this work. And I said, it'd be really cool if you had, you know, had an opportunity, much like you granted me, you know, very nice of them, very kind of them, Um, granted me this one hour and then a tour, Mm. you know, to see the operation, the people and how everything goes. Right. And um, James took that up and um, uh, pushed a little further. And now they have open house. Mm. So open house is you or any individuals can apply and attend these these events and go through the uh, sort of like the uh, Infocom or a, a convention, you know, set up, could go through all of that and see these these things. and I think it will be priceless. I really do. But I'm so glad that he was able to make that all happen.
0: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I mean, you know, I, I think, he, you know, you've spoken about obviously being, you know, always, consistently impressed with their products and the boxes and their technology and, and and everything like that. But I mean, how, how beneficial is it as well to have a partner that remains so consistent through the years as well, you know, not chopping and changing and, you know, to be yeah. able to have a partner that, you know, that you can rely on, you trust the products and you're dealing with, even though there's been different, people, you know, as with any business and company, there are different people that come and go. You kind of know, what you're dealing with who you're dealing with and the and the personalities within that brand
1: yeah that's very good so i go back to dave martin so dave martin i i had a project that i needed to fulfill i had a conversation i called him we had a conversation uh about what what the product needed to do how it would be used and that kind of stuff and 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 on the phone he said you know i have some ideas let me call you in a week and so a week later, we picked up and he said, so understanding your need sets understanding, and understanding, he, he took all of, all of the things and he he said, I, I recommend that we go to, we would go to this kind of uh, scenario. And I said, great. Pack six, you know, build 16, ship them, tell me when they're coming. And, and that's the way everything had started working with David Martin. You know, I, I didn't want something that, I, I didn't want something that was so custom that it's not usable somewhere else. That was not the purpose. But what was the best fit for things, right? Yeah. Now, we move on up into to current. So when I look at how everything has gone over the last bit of time, we go from the W8 series, which are all the trap boxes and all of that. And the voicing there, which I find interesting. That uh, I, I'm finding guys in UK are asking me, "Do I have some W8 to ship?" To, <laughs> you <laughs> know, <laughs> so uh, I find that very good. So all the predecessors, and like I say, right now, if you were to go to a, a there's a, a convention going on in Nashville currently. Martin's putting one on there, and if you were to go in there, you could go from their smallest cabinet, like a DD6, right? Very nice, signing little cabinet, and you play the same track all the way through everything what you'll find is the voicing is the same everything is consistent there's no so what that allows me to be as as an investor right, right as an investor in the product is I can take the large rigs to you know cover certain areas the small rigs for for uh, other areas and, and and mix and match and everything plays true right i'm i, I have the same sonic signature so that becomes very important. And if you fall back to what I've critically stated, you know, that the acuity and articulation part, how how these are so consistent between devices that allows me to take my inventory and, and move around for larger spaces uh, to fulfill them. So it's very exciting for me, I must admit. And here's the nice part is every day is not the same, you know. Mm. We may go to the same venue repeatedly, repeatedly. The interesting part, it's never repetitive. Uh, we, have it, we have to have a, a shift, a small change in boxes or whatever, not, not necessarily in count, but in device function um, for different performances, right? Mm. So um, I, think, I think I've been able to keep a team for a number of years because they like the diversity and they like the challenge we all do <laughs> we all
0: do um, absolutely well i mean keeper, it's been fascinating talking to you thanks so much for uh for much. taking the time to chat with us um and you know we wish you all the best with with the shows that you have coming up and um you know hopefully we'll we'll catch up again at some point later in the year very great thank Brilliant. you very much daniel thank, thank you really
1: appreciate it headliner
0: radio supporting the creative community